Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. <laughs> Absolutely right. That's why I said to my husband, I need to learn how to have this flow and be okay with it. So I made sure to meditate. You know, I, like every day I, I'm doing my meditation. Yesterday I went for a walk in the park mm-hmm. together. So I do some walks here and there, not as much as I would want. And last night I couldn't sleep at night. The um, The sensation in the chest was as if I have little... Uh, little fireworks, you know, the ones that the kids are throwing on the street in 4th of July? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Little ones of those in my chest, I still have those. And I have this technique that I talk to the symptom. Uh-huh. Oh, I talked to it and I said, what is it like? And that's how I got the image. It's like those little um, fireworks. Okay, yeah. what? what's your purpose? Uh, what do you want? The purpose was the last question. We just want to have fun. We want to jump out of the box and want to explode all over the place. And we want to rebel and we want to be free and blah, blah, blah. It's like we're having a party here. We're like the rebels. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what is your purpose? Why, what are you here to show me? And they said, we don't want to live in a box. We want to go out. We want to be out. We want to be outside. We don't want all the time to be inside working, 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 basically. So it was kind of a match. Okay, this mm-hmm. is a message. You need to stop working crazy like this and have a life. Yeah. So sometimes when you have a project and you have a deadline, okay, you're putting it all out there. But then with the travel and with the marketing and with the program and with doTERRA and a, a business builder in the UK and more stuff every day, I get more stuff coming and uh, a builder in a, not a builder but somebody signed up a friend of mine in Israel so I needed to find out all the details so it's from one thing to another like today I have somebody in the UK that said I have a friend that I told her to enroll and she went online and did it by herself I'm like what so mm-hmm. we need to now find out if we can transfer her under her so details details and I'm like connected to my cell phone and, you know, gra- where is the grounding and balance? And just as I'm talking to you, I, I got in my meditation which two oils to, to use to get both relaxed and both grounded because mm-hmm. I'm, hyper. I'm hyper. So I need to do more healing sessions on myself. But this, it's kind of, um, in a way, because I'm busy, I, I don't notice it so much the moment I stop being busy. I feel the itch more, and I almost can't afford giving the itch too much stage. But yeah, um, but I, I need to. I need to, you know, take care of myself. It's not so much about giving the itch attention. So that's kind of like the the picture. So there's this conflict going on that that we've seen before, where 
you want business and I've been in business all this time and why am I not having money and clients and business? And then when things start amping up, you start sending that conflicting message of this is too much. I need to take care of myself. And so for you, how do you find that balance? And because it's a great thing that you have all this movement, you've been working and working and working on it. And that's how the growth happens. Like you'll sit there and think nothing's happening. Why am I doing this? Why am I doing all this? And then it explodes and it starts pouring in. And and now your body's reacting, and then you're saying, oh, I need a break, but this is what you've been wanting to come in. Totally. You, you really summarized it beautifully with the whole journey that I've been going through. And do you feel like, because you tell me a lot, too, that um, that in the midst of building your business and all that, that you do a lot of healing on yourself. So do you feel like there's a constant needing to keep healing yourself, that things are wrong or that? No, no, no. Just that the routine of, first of all, protecting myself or doing a ritual before a client and after. Mm -hmm. So I'm a little bit better with the after, with the before, I, I'm not that good, which I'm kind of learning that I need to. And it's not just uh, clients. It's also people that I talk to, events that I go to, because uh, I'm picking the energy. Like, for example, the um, – so, so I'm talking more about the maintenance that keeps me in shape, the balance, the grounding, the little free time here and there for me. If I don't do – Yeah. Then I get depleted or – my energy is good, but okay, so my energy is not affected, but m- my skin is itchy, so there is something. Um, yeah, so finding for you that balance between having this business where clients and money are coming in and you're creating those results and then still having what you need to take care of yourself, but but finding a way to do that where you can be successful. Yeah, and I noticed something that started bugging me, which was the same thing that bugged me when I had the big allergy in, in four years ago. Um, the whole thing, I think I shared with you some, I don't remember though, the whole thing with this, this family that I felt like I was alienated by and not accepted and all that, and I kind of made peace with it and let it go. And this is basically my nephew's wife. They live here. Mm-hmm. They live 15 minutes from here. They have two little girl, girls. And the wife and her family, they live like in a tribe. They see each other every day, the parents and the siblings and the grandkids. Mm-hmm. They live all together. They they do every Friday. They do a meal every holiday. Like you can't separate them. It's like they're all the time. Right. And then they have a lot of friends and a lot of family and everything is around food and and family and getting together and all that. And the last real interaction that I had with with the wife, with my nephew's wife, was when my sister was here in um, May, June. My sister turned uh, 60, and she told me that she doesn't want any surprise party, especially with all the the big family there. They are noisy Mm -hmm. and so much food, and the food is not even tasty. She didn't want that party and my nephew's wife 
texted me and uh, my brother, like a group of people, and saying, let's have a um, surprise party for her. And I'm like, oh, shit, what am I going to do? On one hand, my sister says, don't you dare. On the other hand, what, they're so sensitive, this family, that if you say no, it's like you hurt their dignity. Yeah. So I was kind of trying to say, look, it's not exactly what she wants. I know she doesn't want to party. And um, I was trying to not step on her saying she doesn't want your family. She just wants something. She doesn't even want anything. So it started to go back and forth between uh, what? I thought it would be a nice idea and all that. So I I sensed that she got hurt, This uh, my nephew's wife. And uh-huh. that was the last real interaction. She went to Israel with the little girls. I wished her a good trip. She said thank you. She she didn't text me since then. She didn't reach out. There was a holiday. She invited my brother. She didn't invite us. Um, I came back from Israel, nothing, no phone or anything. So it has been, what, half a year. Half a year that I haven't spoken with oh, her. Oh, wow. Okay. In her. And with my nephew, I talk I talk a little bit here and there every few weeks. And before I went to Israel, I said, uh, I I want to see you guys. So how how about you come for a little bit? And I'm very busy, so I don't have time to cook meals. And they eat kosher food, and we don't eat kosher food. So every time it's like a problem. So I said, why do I need to make it a big deal? They can come for an hour, just visit. They don't even want to stay here for long. So just visit. I'll see the girls, and that's it. Because when I go there, I see the whole family, and it's noisy. And I can't even enjoy my great nieces. I don't need the whole shebang. I just want to be with, with them. So I know that when I invite them, I just get them. I don't get I can't control the environment when I'm there. Uh-huh. So so my nephew came with the daughters and she she couldn't come and I said she she can feel free if she wants to come or doesn't want to come, she's welcomed. But she didn't come and he came with them and it was really nice. And then when I came back from Israel, my sister sent some gifts. They're still here the gifts. And my nephew didn't call me. It's been three weeks. I sent him happy Hanukkah, happy weekend. And I said happy to you too, and that's it. So mm-hmm. I'm telling you all this because on a certain level, it's it got to me. And I said to my husband last week, before the allergy even started, you know I'm starting to have these thoughts again about them. And these are thoughts. It's like I don't I don't like not to talk to people, like to have... You know, like it's kind of a weird vibe that now it's kind of weird to knock on the door and, and go visit because I didn't see them for half a year. It's yeah. weird. It's like there is this distance now, and it's bugging me. And when I'm talking to my mom and my sister in Israel, if they ask me a question about them, I don't know anything about them. And mm-hmm. and then they start to say, so why is it like this? Why are you not in touch? Why are you... And it's like there is there is nobody to be in touch with. She's playing this game. I'm not playing the game. I don't want to be a hypocrite. You don't want to be in contact. So we're not going to be in contact, but I want to accept it. I don't want to be bugged by it. And I noticed that it's percolating. And I think emotionally a part of that was, a part of my the allergy was going back to that feeling of mm-hmm. of loss 
which was basically what I was working through. And look, it was four years. I didn't have any reaction. And and here it is again. And I'm grateful and thankful that it's not on my face because I can hide it and I can, you know, swallow it and go out and show my face in public. When it was on my face, it was I couldn't look at myself in the mirror. Yeah. So there is there is that. And so when you're asking me, do I feel that I need to do a lot of healing when when something like this comes up? I'm like, okay, there is something else to pull there because obviously I'm maybe the deodorant trigger it, but what else is there? Because I'm feeling it underneath the surface. And I think right, that yeah, it could yeah. be that it, it was the deodorant that started it, but what was already stressed in that area to make that happen? Yeah. And I think that in a way, my lack of maintenance, I did some maintenance, but I could, I, I admit that I could do better, maybe allow that to creep in again and to affect me like this again. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, I'm, I'm talking about in my program and in my teaching, I'm talking about how there is a need, we we humans sometimes have a need for the pain and the suffering because that's how we learn. It's so painful that we don't want it, so then we do something about it. But if we don't experience the pain, why would we not continue with a certain behavior? What's what's wrong with that? But then the pain comes, whether it's financial or physical or whatever it is. And I, after I had the allergic reaction in 2010, I kind of woken up to the notion that, you know what? How about I'll start be so aware and so in tuned and so awakened that certain pains I mean we can't avoid all pains because we we are not conscious how they are appearing, but when we are, why do I need to invite the pain to show me versus listen to myself and prevent it exactly so, like, yeah. prevention, so I think that this last period of time. I knew, I knew I'm not meditating enough, I'm not taking care of myself enough, I'm not eating well enough, and I'm busy, 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 boom, here you go. How else mm-hmm. would you learn? What would make... And if you look at, that's really what you're selling right now and what you're teaching in that course, and that's what you're really going to roll out for the whole next year. So everything you're learning is we start living what it is because other people are going to be dealing with that. So you're selling how to deal with your emotions and your emotional stuff and then how to use tools to help you with that. Yeah, you know, when I meditated, because when you're saying I'm selling it and, okay, but I sort of learned my lesson, didn't I? Um, When I meditated now, my day looks like, so I have the things that I need to do in my business, my cat has something on his lip that is swollen, so we need to take him to the vet. And we haven't gotten a tree yet. And it's like time is running out. When are we going to enjoy the tree? Because um, my husband is going to visit his parents. So my husband said to me, you know, if I need to go to the vet by myself or go get a tree by myself, then it's okay. So I'm meditating, and I want to go to the vet, and I want to go with him to buy a tree. And I need to do all the things that I committed to do in my business today. So where am I going to take care of myself? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I was with it and I meditated. 
and something had to go. But I want it all. Mm-hmm. And this is it. This is the message. It's like, so you can have it all, but maybe do it in a different way. So I came to my husband and I said, so maybe after all, I'll take your suggestion. Because I feel I want it's my baby. I want to go with him to the doctor, right? I don't want to send yeah. him away. And then I got a message, he'll understand, which was difficult for me to to let it go. But I said, maybe that's what I need to do. And when you arrive there, you call me, and I'm going to be with you on the phone. So I'll be in that way. I'll save the drive. And if he needs a treatment, then my husband can go to a coffee shop, work outside, and and wait for him until he's ready. And I can be here and do my things and relax a little bit, and in the evening go get a tree. So I made mm-hmm. that decision, it, and it, these are it's like I feel these are tough decisions. Like my heart goes for my cat, and I want to be there for him. Yeah, It's as if, so be there for him in a different way. I, I almost want to cry, like say, baby, I, I, I chose not to go with you today. And it, it's difficult. And then I want to be there for my husband to get a tree. He always got a tree with me. So what is going to go? Oh, to yeah, that? because that's oh. a tradition, and that's. And and it is, it's those priorities and that really managing that time and that those things are going to come up because it's also taking care of yourself to create financial abundance in your business and to take, and so sometimes I hear you still see the business almost like I want it, but it's intruding on my life and my self-care and my time, yet the business Staying in your business is taking care of yourself in these things that you want that you say you haven't had. That's right. It's absolutely right. Because the conflicting will be, I want that. Oh, now I have it. Now it's overwhelming. Now I can't do the things I want. Then it can go away again. Yeah, I didn't think about it that way, but you're, you're right. And yet, no, you don't want to have a business that controls you and your life and all of that. I mean, I bump into those things, putting the calendar together for next year. There are places I have to be, and then my family wants me for something, too. I've run into those those tough decisions, and they happen. And and then you, you make choices about what are the priorities right now and and all of that, and sometimes it'll happen. I mean, I know I like taking my animals to the vet, too, and being there for them, and and going and getting a tree with my husband, and all of those things, and so some of those, you're like, well, vet or tree. Okay, well, I definitely want to go get the tree. I think he can handle the vet, and yet you really wish you were there, but you made that decision. Yeah, because here I am. I'm not going with him to his parents this year. It's the first time since we're together that he's going by himself. And, we and why my... are you not going? I don't want to travel. I'm tired. I want. I just want to be at home. I saw them. Mm-hmm. Saw them in Florida um, in September uh, when he or was it? Yeah, the end of September. So it's not like I haven't seen them. I wanted him to go. It was my encouragement. I said, they're getting older. This is the time of the year that is so special for them. So go. I go for five weeks to my family. Why can't you go for five days? Yeah. So, and, you know, kind of have a little break to to be quiet at home and to do my things and, 
and we're going next month to Costa Rica. So it, it's just been, it's too much. This is really a part of taking care of myself, saying no for going this year. I'm suffering from the cold weather there. It's, again, uh-huh. organized. And the thing is we didn't have a cat sitter because our cat sitter is busy this Christmas. And then it also meant looking for a new cat sitter, which we had an option, but it's kind of like, you know, training them, telling, meeting with them. It's time. So I didn't want to put my time there. So he's just going for He's going to be there three days and then two days flights, and he said it's enough for me. Mm-hmm. And that's it, and they understand. So Yeah, so he goes and you stay home and have some days at home to yourself. Yeah, that's really, and my mother-in-law said, I can't imagine, I knew you wouldn't come. I can't imagine with all the traveling that you've done that you would have want to do that. But they're happy that he's coming, so. Yeah. yeah. Well, because, yeah, you just got back from a really big trip. So exactly. my husband goes, I send him to go see his parents and his family, and I don't always make the trip. Yeah. So. Where are they? Huh? Where are they? They're in Carlsbad, California. Oh, <laughs> okay. So, yeah. yeah, because, you know, your schedules and, and as you're busy and things like that, so you're kind of seeing that. Where do I prioritize? What do I want? Because you really do. The payoff for doing this is that we want to have a life that that we like living and our business supports that. Yet those things that are tough still still come up and we still have to make choices and make decisions. And one of your priorities right now this year and probably going into the new year is that you want to make significant money and have your business be strong. So that factors in when you're making those decisions. Yeah. And and my husband has been supportive. He's, He's been cooking and taking care of food and, I said, I just can't. I don't have time. I have to answer all these people, and, you know, it's just I have to take care of this. So, And I, uh-huh. I even worked while we were eating, and I and I was aware. I said to him, I apologize that I need every minute of the day to do these things, and I'm sorry that I'm not with you as much, but it's, it's a period of time like this. And the thing is that I need to be able to eat and close the phone and all that, so there is... A little bit. Yeah, you do. You have to take that time. And you'll be able, I mean, one of the things we talked about on the last call that we're talking about today is you scheduling ahead and scheduling your year. So when I made it a priority to not schedule myself on Fridays, you know, and then you stick to that as much as you can. Every once in a while, I can't do it, but for the most part, I do. And so as you're scheduling ahead, because all those people you're having to serve right now in your business, they could be paying you forever. Right. You know, you get that residual income, so you take that one dinner and you see those people, and that's recurring income, yet, no, you don't want to always be doing it. And so it's still it's finding that balance and processes. And then when your business is making enough money, you can have part-time help. And right. somebody can take some of the stuff off your plate. I mean, when you talk about some of the, of the stuff that you have to do, some of that, if you want, can be turned over once your business is making money to afford that. Yeah, I have now an assistant, but it's limited what she can do. And she also, uh, we're trading, so 
she attracted this person, this man. She's 15 years by herself, and now she met this man through a friend online, and they were for three months, they were on Skype, and today she flew to see him because they live in different Oh. And she's going to be there for three weeks, so she's like taking a vacation. She's not going to be available, but this is very exciting that it's happening for her. Yes. And we did some subconscious work to put him or someone in her, you know, path. And he, she said he showed up from nowhere. <laughs> hmm so Definitely. I'm happy, I'm happy for her. She's not just going to be available until, until January 5th. So I kind of need to manage by myself. But, you know, most of the things that my husband will prove the blog, it's, it's going to be fine. But... Uh, I need to. I would need to have somebody who's more like savvy and upbeat, and she's a little slow. Yeah, you'll you'll want to get. I mean, you do. You use what you have that's there and that worked for you, and then you'll go. Okay, well now I need this, and then and then you'll make those changes during this next year. This calendar you sent me. What are all the dates that you circled? Okay, yeah. So I I wrote it in the back because um, I I didn't want to put it in the front. And, and in January, I forgot to circle the whole time from the 20th to the 28th. That's the Costa Rica trip. If if I wouldn't have gone to Costa Rica, I would want. So so here are the things that we need to look at plugging in them throughout the year. So there is the 21 day from Pain to Freedom Challenge. Uh-huh. And to freedom. Then there is the five days of essential oils uh, Facebook class. And then there is my program. Five weeks. Yeah. Then so the twenty the twenty one day is that still a lot of your time or do you have that automated yet? It's all created. So when I schedule it, that's what I, I thought. Have, yeah, yeah. I would just copy and you know schedule it to go out. So there isn't much work to do there. There is more like being present for the people who. Call right. Me. You need to be able to be engaging and all of that. Yes. Yeah. There is one video that I think I need to redo because there is the whole compliant issue with doTERRA, and I think I'm saying words that I'm not supposed to say, so I may need to mm. do it again. Um, okay, so the 21-day challenge, and then a, the five-day, what is the five-day? Essential Oils Facebook class. Okay. There... I also need to tweak some um, posts because, again, the compliance. Just when I did the class, the whole compliance issue came out big time. So I need Mm. to for the script. But, again, it's not so much work like starting it all over. Right. And then your your six-week course. Five. I mean, your five-week course. And so you're wanting the 21-day challenge and those things to generate people into your course. Right. Or to doTERRA, to direct. Or to, yeah. yeah. So those are the, yeah, those are the two things right now, to come into doTERRA or 
and or your course. I mean, so I would say the 21-day challenge, you want it to be there in the beginning of the year just because that's a great time for that. But you're gone the 20th through the 28th. Yeah, so I thought this started on February 1st this year. Yeah, so you could do that February 3rd. Oh, 3rd? Why 3rd? 1st. Oh, I thought you said 3rd. 1st, okay. Yeah, so February 1st to the 21st because you'll be able to be present and really be able to engage and all of that. What are the different circles, like in February, what circles? Um, so those, the Tuesdays and Thursdays, are the club, the public speaking club, and the improv. So I, I just wanted to mark it down, because right now I'm not doing the improv, but I would really want to go back to do it. So these mm-hmm. are that are designated for that. And then the last Tuesday of the month, there is the elite group in the public speaking group meeting. So yeah. I marked it so I kind of am aware that it's taking place that week. Right, that you have those things going on, yeah. So how many times are you thinking about how often would you want to do the five-week course? Um. I think somewhere between three or four times a year. Okay, yeah, because I'm thinking if you do it four times a year, you would do it once each quarter. Because if you're thinking about what money it'll generate and then your money goals. So rolling it out each quarter, when is the first time? Would you roll it out after the 21-day challenge that first time? So you'd roll it out in March? I don't know. We need to think about it. Um, Mm -hmm. And then um, in terms of the five days essential oils class, this class is, for example, this builder in the UK, she just did a class. So I gave her all my images and my scripts and all that, and she tweaked them to work with her. She has crystals and Reiki, so she gave suggestions from her world. And she combined, you know, some of my stuff and new stuff from hers, and she mm-hmm. did a whole course. So we discussed last uh, this week. I said, you know, between the two of us, because I can invite people to the event, and she can invite people, and if she has downlines, they can invite people, and then we have a large group of people that is coming that everybody can support them. So it doesn't have to be that I need to do the essential oil oils class on Facebook necessarily that often. I can plug my people to somebody else's class because I'm co-hosting the class, but she's doing most of the work. And if we have more business builders, we will encourage them to do a class. And then I don't want to invite my people all day long to essential oils classes on Facebook. So I may run this class for once or twice with a certain angle and then my girl in the UK runs it once or twice and then if we have another one or two so that kind of covers the whole year in a way so i don't yeah and that's a better way to spread it out and then i can see this actually then becomes a benefit 
to people coming into your downline and people coming in because you're able to teach other people how to do this class for their people. So it becomes something that that you provide as an extra benefit. Right. So, I mean, my original thought was to do, okay, let's do the 21 day, let's do the five days of essential oils, and from there let's do the five weeks. But maybe I can put the five days out, the five days of essential oils, and just plug it where... Is it five consecutive days, five days in a row? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so I definitely think if you schedule the 21-day challenge February 1st through 21st, so you get people engaged in that, and then you move them into this five-week course, which will start sometime in March. March and April are great times for something like that. And so that challenge... uh Uh-huh. I want to ask, where do you see the marketing? Because we said we need three weeks of marketing before a program. So when I do the 21-day challenge, when does the marketing for the five weeks start? Yeah, so to get people into a challenge, you're marketing for about three weeks. So as the new year rolls out, you're just talking about it all of January. And then you start seeding it with those people. So the course, you would start talking about, first you're you're inviting people all through January into the 21-day challenge, and then you're really, you're running the challenge. So then you can start talking about the five-week course. So depending on when you started in March, mid-February, you can start Okay, so let's let's look at it. I need to repeat that. Yeah. I want to write it down and, and really grasp. Okay, it. so as when January rolls out, you're you're talking about your topic and you're just moving everybody into this 21-day challenge. What a great time. Here's why you want to do it and just getting people into the challenge. And the challenge starts February 1st through the 21st. And so once the challenge ends, you've just got one more week of February, so your course could start the first or second week of March and run into April. So the marketing for the five-week course starts mid-February. So mid-February you would start, so say you started February 15th, marketing for the five-week course, and you would do that for three or four weeks. You could do it for three weeks if you'd started the 15th, and then you could start the course right there the second week in March. On the 7th. And and while you're doing the challenge, you're letting them know, not right off the bat, right when people come into a challenge, they're excited about the challenge, so you're not really – selling them the next step yet, but then halfway through, so say by February 10th, from February 10th to the 21st, you're really starting to show them why they want to move from the challenge into the five-week course, and then you make them some great offer, move them in there. Okay. And a great offer could be they could bring two friends. 
<laughs> instead of one. Instead of one, yeah. Or just, I mean, make them an offer and give them some reason to act now. So it just depends. Yeah, actually, I don't know if it's if it's good to bring another friend because now I have the affiliate. I will have the affiliate program. Then if they just enroll their friend for free, they're not getting money. Right. But they can cut their cost. So it's not mm-hmm. good to bring a third friend. I just thought... Because I, I yeah. think of what what am I going to give them? Mm-hmm. Well, you're talking about it. They're in there. They're already having an experience with you, and so you're you're really getting it, getting them excited to move into that, and then and then set a date when that starts. Because the five week is once a week. Are you doing it in the, as an evening or a day? Well, I've done it at 5 p.m. Pacific, but I had a bunch of people from the U.K., so it was a little problem for them. Those that were night owls, they stayed at 1 a.m. there. They stayed oh, up yeah. very late. Uh, some didn't. So, you know, I've heard, uh, what's her name, uh, Lisa Sasevich, talking about, somebody asked her in one of the calls, how do you choose your time? And she said, my target market are business people. They're entrepreneurs. So they decide on their own schedule. So she decided to do it at 1 p.m. Pacific because she said, in terms of how the clock in the world, I can have Australians, it's it's an okay time. I can have mm-hmm. Europe, I can have everybody in the United States, Canada. So it seems like 1 was a time that it's... Yeah, it is. You'll see that a lot if you're not doing it in the evening. So that's the only thing. If your target market is a lot of U.S. people that are still working day jobs, then you want to do things in the evening. A lot of times I do things in the in the evening because some of my people were still busy during the day, but a lot of entrepreneurs say do it in the day because the people, they're working during the day on their own businesses and they want their weekends and evenings free. So you just, you kind of... Yeah, but for you, it's it's business people. For me, it's not necessarily. So what I'm noticing, the the people that are coming are doTERRA people, some of them. Um, some are, they don't have a job. They're either supported or they're broke. So um, they're not working. Mm. So you know, Yeah, I mean, you can really decide. You can do it at 1 p.m. Pacific so you can grab those U.K. people. Yeah, and it's recorded. So, and mm-hmm. what I did because I was in Israel, that was like, um, you know, I didn't plan it to do. I thought to do the Q and A's also at five, but maybe I can do. And what I did when I was in Israel, I did one Q and A at eleven p.m. Pacific and one Q and A at five p.m. Pacific. So I allowed the UK to come online, and it was it was normal time also in the US. What was it? Eleven. It was nine. Was it nine? Eleven. Going backward. No, it was nine p.m. in Israel. Uh, yeah, eleven a.m. in the U.S. was uh, uh-huh. seven, seven p.m. in in the U.K. So that was like a morning thing, and I had I think I had three. I had two from the U.K. on that call, and one from the U.S. But this woman in the U.S. didn't work. So I don't know enough yet to say it seems to me that most of the people don't really have a day job that are coming. Mm-hmm. Either they're 
building a doTERRA business or they're lost or they don't have a job or they're supported by somebody else. So I can't define them, can I, as entrepreneurs? Yeah, in some some way they were the ones that came to this one. They were spiritual, open to natural stuff. If I'm thinking of people from the 21-day Facebook challenge, which they could do on their own time, I know I had one woman who was still who still had a day job and she caught up with things at night. Um, I think that in a way, if the calls are recorded anyway, it almost doesn't matter what time because I didn't do any interaction. Mm-hmm. Wait, what am I talking about? It's this is not relevant for the program. This is not. This is only relevant for the Q and A because the program just is for the Q and A because you've already recorded the program and they're just going to get those delivered. So, yeah, so then how many Q&A are there in five weeks? There were two. Okay, two. So, yeah, so the good thing is schedule those two at different times that catch people. Like I usually did one on a Tuesday night and then one on a Saturday afternoon. So you could do one during the day and one at night or however you want it, and that gives people the opportunity to at least get on one live. Right. Yeah, and the rest you're going to deliver to them. So that really, so then in your calendar, you're just scheduling those two. So that program would run March to April. So then if you just look at the first four months of this year, you're doing, you're, you're talking about the 21-day challenge and just kind of kicking off the year, getting people knowing what you're doing. Then you move them in February into the challenge to sell them into the five-week course. And then you roll out the five-week course March and part of April. And then people, after the five-week course, is there anywhere you want them to go after that? You want them to go into doTERRA if they're not already, right? Right. So maybe May would be a good month to do the the five weeks, um, uh, not five weeks, five five days essential oils. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because if I'm ending the program on April 4th, they will have a little time to catch up with things. So let's take that week and the week after, and maybe the week of either the 18th or the 25th, maybe even the 25th of April. So I start marketing on the, I don't know, I don't know what what's right to do. I just want to give them some space to breathe. Yeah, so they finish, say they finish that week of April 4th, and then you take either two or three weeks, so then you can start the five-day. You could start the five-day the very beginning of May and just pick one one of those weeks in May because that'll let you have three weeks to market that. Um. So you could do it May 2nd, 1st through 7th or whatever. Yeah, uh, second to sixth. Uh, you could do it that first week. So that lets you finish delivering the course, finish your last Q&A, and then you've got three weeks to regroup, to meet with anybody on free consultations that right. you need to deal with, all the doTERRA and all of that, while you're marketing people in May into the five-day and then, so then that brings you to May 8th. 
Right. And then you talked about doing uh, the five-week course three or four times a year so you could look at a summer, you know, rolling it out sometime in the summer, and then you kind of start that cycle again. Is that pretty much what you see next year? Those are your main offerings. You've got the freebie, which is the 21-day challenge. You've got the five-day course and the five-week course. Um, Are there any other things you're wanting to sell next year or roll people into? Well, I, I think I need to create that. And in between that, yeah. there are doTERRA classes. Okay, so there is... um classes at home here or going to somebody else's home and doing a class there, which I'm going to, you know, I, I don't, I'm don't. i not going to schedule those, I think, throughout the year. It's more like thinking the next month and then putting two classes next month. And and I don't know what's going to happen with the public speaking and how that's going to play out. I, and I, I'm leaving it open to myself, even though it's a great opportunity, that if it's too much, uh, maybe I'm not going to do it because I don't want to be necessarily driving all around town every week. And we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, so that part you can leave fluid because if you've got this in place, then you're right. The doTERRA, you don't have to schedule those all the way out. Just know, okay, live and local, I'm going to be doing these classes. And then if you decide to do any anything else of that online, but you can just schedule those a month in advance and roll them out and invite people just like what you were doing. And then then see what results you get and, and what your schedule's like as you plan your time. Let's let's look at the next cycle of this, okay? And then come back mm-hmm. if I want to do anything else. Okay, so you would be finished with that cycle May eighth would be, okay, now now am I going to go back into something? What am I going to do next? So if if you were going to do the same, you haven't done the 21-day challenge in three and a half months, so you could, if you see that successful way, you can roll that out again. So that could start, you could in May be moving people into that. You know, sometimes people like stuff like that in the summer because a 21-day challenge, it doesn't take a lot of time. It's easy. In the summer, people aren't looking for as long of commitments. So if we're just looking, if you in May started moving people into the new challenge, you ran the challenge June 1st through the 21st, and then in July, you could do a five-week class, that would really... Because then you'd be done by August. So August is a big transition month. Big months are January through April and then doing short offerings like that in the summer. And then your next biggest time to look at is September, October, November. Which so, is, those months are so busy for me. Next which year, months? Uh, September, October, um, next year, I mean, this is the time that if I go to Israel, which I, I need to visit my mom once a year. 
Mm-hmm. So, and I think it's starting. It's going to start growing in Israel because I have a friend that just signed up and she wants to learn and she wants to know and she's going to probably bring people. So it it would be good for me to go. The July yeah. August tickets to Israel are very expensive. They're like seventeen hundred dollars direct flight. So uh, and it's also very hot and humid, and I tend to avoid going to Israel in that time. So it's either no. I think that what you're saying, if you if you may move people into a new challenge, do a challenge in June, then a five week course is great to roll out in July. Then you would be done right there at the beginning of August, and then you're saying September, October, and November, you've got different strategies. You've got your travel. You're trying to expand doTERRA in in Israel and all of those things. And by then, you would know how well the first eight months of the year went. So you wouldn't need to roll that stuff out again if if that's your main plan September and October. So that would have you doing two challenges and then two five-week courses. Wait, and but wait so, a second. It doesn't have to be I can let go of the third challenge and I can run the five-week course November, either mid-November to, you know, kind of beginning of December, kind of like what I did this year. This year it ended on the 14th. So okay. before the holidays, and then I have September and October, and even November. I can I can travel in the beginning of November, and because everything is going to be ready and recorded. So just the Q and A. Right, the five week will be easier. Yes, because you're just going to do two calls. So you want to roll that out again in November, kind of an end of the year offering, and just have it done like you did this time. So you could start it whenever in November, and it would be done by the end of the month or by December. Right. I think that that looks good. Mhm. I think so too. Okay. So just I just want to I listened to you and I looked at the calendar and I know it's recorded, but I I just want to put it down. So we said I'm finishing on May eighth. Then I will have. Mhm. Um, then you'll have three weeks. One, two, three, to market the, uh, what am I marketing, 21 day? The 21 day, which starts June 1st. May, um, let's say 9th, marketing 21 days, and then June 1st. Through the 21st. 1st to 21st. 21 day start. So I'm kind of ignoring the new moon and all that stuff. <laughs> For scheduling these? Yeah. Do yeah, you- I mean I don't schedule my I don't schedule my stuff around the new moon. I every new moon I set a powerful intention for the next 30 days okay. and then I monitor it and read the feedback and I grow my business that way, but yeah, because realistically you've got to work with a calendar and that that could really throw you okay. so you want to do so yeah so then june 1st through the 21st huh? which means you would start the course in july uh wait so the marketing of the course will start 
in the 10th, uh, let's say, the 13th day. 10th, yes, 13th, of June. June 13. And then you would start the course. Now, July 4th is a big holiday for the United States, so you may look at starting your course the week of July 11th. Right. Or so just starting it later in that week, which would be one, two, three. Then you would be done by August. Wait, just a second. So maybe I start the marketing on June. I mean, it's one thing to market to the people that are coming to the 21-day challenge and throw nuggets. Uh-huh. In terms of campaigns on social media and um, email, that I I still think it didn't go very well, but. We talked about it. So I can start it on the 20th, on June 20th. Yeah, and do it those three weeks, then start the course July 11th. So the course would be done August 13th. Ooh, I'm going to, okay, I have my birthday on the 1st, but then it it can be a recorded call, so it's fine. I don't need to be. (laughs) Yeah, it's going to be recorded, so you'll just schedule your two live Q&As in July and August, so you won't have to do it during that time. Okay, so... And then you're going to do your travel in September and October and your business building of doTERRA in Israel and all of those things, whatever you're going to be doing. Plus, you'll know you will have had eight months of this to look at anything else you want to do. And then you said you would start in November. So if you do your last class, your last five-week course in November, you would start promoting it. If you started promoting it October 17th, you would start it November 7th. Wait, and you'd but be done. When are you looking that it would start? When would the course start? November when? If you if you start the course November seventh, you would start October seventeenth promoting it. Uh, and the course. I'm looking at maybe I'll start it. I want to do it a week later. One, two, three, four, five. We're getting into December twelfth. So. Okay. So you want to start it November fourteenth? Yeah. Okay, so one, two, three, four, five. Then you're done by December 17th. No, 17th? No, uh, 12 is the last one. 12, yeah. One, two, three, four, five, yeah. Yeah, just that week of the 12th, you're done. The marketing one, two, three, on the 24th of October. Yes. <clears throat> yeah, because I may be traveling into November. That's why. <clears throat> yeah, that's good. I mean, that's about what you did this time. Yeah, and the ho- high holidays next year is in October. Normally, they're in September. Which oh, what okay. it what it does? It's it's affecting the whole ticket price and the uh, the pilgrimage to Israel. All the Jews are coming from New York, from all over the world to. To be in Israel for the high holidays, and it's just crazy. And I don't like being there when there's so many people in Israel. It's just it's a mm-hmm. small country, and it's very crowded. So I may go late October. There is the Terra Convention in October, 
And <clears throat> so, no, in September, I'm sorry. So there's a, those are all the... Um, um, Once, highlighted. Yeah. Since, since you're going to roll this five-week course out three times over the year, people are going to start hearing about it. They might refer. You've got affiliate program and all of that. And you have your dates for it. So you can set up a page wherever you're promoting it, if it's off your website or whatever. You know, you have that sales page. You could have a way, since somebody might be looking for it and land on it, and, oh, the course isn't going on right now, you could have a box. If you've ever seen those, uh, the course is sold out or the we, yeah. we're already doing our course, get on the email list for the next course and you yeah. can be collecting and that way they're the first ones you market to so you can be collecting build a list of people who want to take the course and want to be notified yes and I have it now as well and it was like this in the five weeks after I started that the course is now closed if you want to be notified and click here and they yes good so, okay, so that's good in terms of that. And then <clears throat> I have the freedom in August, September, October to more push on doTERRA specifically because I don't have my programs going on. Yes. That's good. So I wrote for myself a few questions. I, I went over our previous uh, session and I listened to the recording. And... I wrote something for myself, so let's see if I understand what I wrote. On the next session, what is – you mentioned – maybe I, maybe my iPhone changed the word. What I have here, what is unlike strategy on Facebook? Online? Uh, uh, no, I think you mentioned that you've done, um, like – Advertising. Oh, fa likes for your Facebook page? Yes, yes. Like strategies. Like strategies, yes. Yes, so the best way to use your Facebook business page is to get people to like the page. We were talking about if you're going to do any Facebook ads that I told you that I run like ads so that... Huh? What are what is in those ads that people are inclined to like? Okay, so what you're doing is you're just wanting people to be drawn to your community and like your community because once they like your page, then they start seeing all of your posts. Right. So what's in those ads, and this is something that I really learned that got these to work, is you think, at first, I would tell people, business building for intuitive women or build your spiritual business or whatever. And what my coach showed me was that I, I really went and learned about Facebook ads so I could get this right, is that when people are on Facebook, they're on there having fun and liking stuff and talking to their friends and watching cat videos and all these things. And your ad for your page shows up and people are trained to just click like what they like and then they end up in your group. So you want it to be very upbeat and very much what people like 
that that's like a club they would like or a group they'd like to belong to. So I changed mine to be about women who are spiritually connected and creating better lives or living lives they love, women who know there's a better way or things like that. And then I put join us. So I wrote one of these ads for one of my clients who was here working with me one day and we we wrote an ad like that and then when you go into your Facebook you're able to pick pictures. So that was the other thing. I was putting a picture of me and people respond to pictures and so they give you all these stock images and you pick pictures that appeal to people that catch their eye because those ads are just kind of scrolling. So we wrote one of these ads and she started running it and she has a Nerium business. So it's, it's similar. It's a direct sales business and she had only 368 likes. So she wasn't getting a lot of engagement and she started running the ad and within 30 days, she had picked up, she had gone to 1,743 people. So now more people are seeing her stuff, more people are engaging, and she can market to those people. So cost when I first... $10 a day? Huh? That cost her $10 a day? $10 a day. Wow, so that's $300 by the end of the month. So, well, she did not run the ad consistently. You can. Right now, I am running an ad for $10 a day consistently for 30 days, which is $300. But when you do that, you want to know you have an ad that works. So here is the strategy. And this is, I don't know if I've mentioned Sandy Krakowski or you know who she is, but she's Facebook. How do you spell her, her name? Sandy Krakowski, K-R-A-K-O-W-S-K-Y. Oh, wait. K-I. Sandy, you have a website to a link to send me? Yeah. Yeah, that would be easier. Sandy was my coach all of 2012. She's the one who taught me to, I sold out what she taught me. I sold out my private coaching on Facebook for the first time. I built my entire business on Facebook. So she was my coach all of 2012. She she has a lot of um, free resources and strategies. She has just created her, her main gift is teaching people how to use Facebook for their business. So in 2012, she taught me the things that I did and then was able to run my whole business, get global clients and all of that. So this year... I went back to her a few months ago and I said, I need somebody to help me with Facebook ads because I'm not using them and I want to use them better. So what she taught me originally, which is what I had my client do, is you test out an ad for Facebook likes, you set it for $10 a day and you target it and you run it for like three days. And during those three days, you are on your page creating content and engaging so that when people like it, you show up in their news feed and you see your results. It'll tell you how much you're paying per click. 
And so my client did that for like three days, and then she got hundreds of people. So she said, oh, my gosh, I'm going to do it another three days. And then she actually was going to Israel on a trip a couple of weeks ago, and she said, I'm going to do a strategy where I'm going to run this ad for nine days while I'm gone, and I'm going to pick up likes so that when I get back, I can market to them. So she set the ad because by then we knew it worked really well. And she ran it for nine days, and by the time she got home, she had 1,743 people that she can now market to. So, yeah, you have to decide your budget, and you want your budget to meet. I used to run them three days at a time. That's $30. Right now, now that I've really gotten it down, I have been running. So Sandy helped me with an ad that worked really well for me. And I've been running it for a couple of months on and off. And I took my page from 36, yeah, 3,600. And right now I've got 6,600. So I've doubled my page. And so right now I'm running it all this month, but I have that in my budget because it created business for me. So yeah, start out. Facebook ads can eat up your money if you don't know what you're doing and so start out and test and see what works and just do it a few days at a time okay okay but she's a good resource if you hadn't seen her before or she she teaches a lot that you can just go and implement and it works really well. So right now you have 715 people on this, so you could decide my first goal is to get it to 1,000. She always taught me that once you get it over 1,000, Facebook starts paying attention and, and putting your stuff out there more and you start getting more engagement. So that was my first goal back in 2012. So that'd be a good first goal for you and just yeah, test it out a few days. Ago. I said it a few months ago when I was Israel, I I it moved and then one day it just stopped. And it was like a whole week with one like, then a whole week with two likes. So Were you running an ad? No, it was more oh. like from people sharing and and things like that. Yeah, so you were sending people. Yeah, I mean, I do get some of that, especially if I get in a group and people start trading their pages and saying, go like mine, and here's my page. And I do some of that, but really I get the most. It's worth it to me to pay. And she said, you don't even want to deal until you are bigger with your numbers following you. You don't even want to put your money into other Facebook advertising. Like Facebook advertising does not work well if you lead them to something you're selling. It works to get people just initially connected to you. So she tells most people just do the Facebook ad likes. Okay. Now I'm on your Facebook page, the business page, and I had one question, and then I wanted to know if I can see your ad somewhere. Is it because I don't know? It's like Facebook. Let me see if I can take a screenshot of it. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So, what was your question? My question is: So, I'm looking at your page in terms of the engagement, and there. So, when you're describing that you have like almost uh, no, it's not okay. 6,500 people around there. Um, I would expect to see more engagement on your post. So, how is that? 
when you're showing up and you have so many people, why aren't there, like, um, posts that there's more activity? Because what is, if there's no activity but you have lots of likes, then do people really see it? Well, the number one thing that you will hear about business pages, especially now that they do Facebook advertising, is Facebook does not push your business page out there everywhere. So you have to really use strategy. And so most people will say they don't get engagement. So my whole goal, I like engagement. I like when people like stuff and I like when they comment and stuff. But my whole goal is to create a group of people that I can move to my website to give me their email address and come into my world, and that's your number one goal. So my biggest thing is I feed them, I feed them, I give them free content, and then I send them all to my free gifts and watch my video, go listen to my webinar, and all of that. And all I'm wanting to do is move them over there for a free strategy. The paid strategy is you see on Facebook there's boost posts. And again, until you have a marketing budget, you can play around with these, but you've got to watch how much of your money it eats. But my, what I'm doing now is now that I have 6,600 people on here, now I can boost posts for $20.00. And it will send my post that I choose to everyone who likes my page and all their friends. Oh, really? So I'm just trying to get seen out there and get out there and get people to connect with me. So, I mean, likes, comments, and shares, they're nice. And then I can talk back to people. But, like, if you see, there's one that three down so I was just feeding people, and then I gave them a quote. You cannot change your destination overnight. I gave them a quote, and that .com, Nine Universal Guiding Principles, goes right to this download I give that's a free poster. So now people today have been clicking on that and getting my poster and joining my email list. So you're saying even if there's only one like there, even though people don't spend time on the like and the comment, they go to what you gave them and that's how you get it? Yes. All you're doing with your biz page, on, on a biz page, likes and comments and shares don't really serve you well. What you want is to get access to people and get them to come into your community on your email list. So, yeah, that third one down they are clicking on that nine universal guiding principles, giving me their email address, getting my poster, and, and now they're on know, my email how list. How it comes from, from that Facebook post and not from other places that they didn't listen to a, uh, um, a show that you've done or somewhere? How do you know that they come specifically from that link? Yeah, I mean, because when I post it and then I see them start coming in, I have it set where AWeber tells me, every time somebody does. So yes, they could have listened to a radio show randomly that has that. There there are other ways they could come, but when I post that and then I see 10, 12, 15 people hitting on it, then I'm I'm saying, okay, well that's five right. hours five hours you posted it five hours ago and then you start seeing results. So you know it's from there. 
So I know that I did it today and then because I don't get that's a that's an older opt in that's out there. And so I'm not promoting it anywhere else right now, but I've said it on my radio show and things like that. And it's not even on my main page. So then I know if all of a sudden I get more activity, it's all the little things that build up your whole goal and everything you do is to get people to connect with you and come onto your list so you can actually start communicating with them. And so when you're using Facebook, that those are your main goals. That's why you use Facebook. And Hello. so what I have noticed yeah. is I, I am getting a lot more engagement interaction. But, yeah, you look at it and you're like, well, that's not a lot. And so it's reaching them and, and getting them to connect. Okay. So are you able on your end to see, for example, on that specific post that you just said, how many people it reached? Because only you can see that. Mm-hmm. So how many people on that one? So, so far I published that five hours ago, 15 people reached. So I did not boost that. I just did it. No, 17 people, 17 people reached. I think that what I've learned is that when you have engagement on your posts, then Facebook somehow pushes it forward and more people, it reaches more people. So I did different experiments. I asked people to, to comment, to like and comment and share specific posts, and I saw how the reach grew. It does. Yeah, Facebook will always, when you have engagement and interaction, Facebook will always push you out there more. The problem is, even from just a few years ago, now Facebook makes tons of money on Facebook ads. So the rules have changed about how to use your business page, which is why I stopped using it for a long time. And then I went back to Sandy and I said, teach me how to use it now because you notice people's business pages do not get engagement because they want you to pay for that. And Facebook makes a huge revenue off that. Yeah. So, you know, I noticed with those cards reading and all that that we talked about last time, mm -hmm. um, when people are saying left, right, middle, and all that, they're quickly posting that word, and then it gets more reach because all these yes. people engage. And then I even get a message from Facebook, this post has a really good 95% uh, engagement, and it offers me to push it forward and pay because it seems like people like it. Yeah, Facebook tells me that too, about which ones. Yeah, I mean, that is a good strategy. That's why I told you keep doing that, because you're getting people left, right, center, and then they make comments, and even if they ask, when are you going to post the results or whatever it is, um, you're getting engagement there. But you see, then Facebook says, you got great engagement. Why don't you pay $20, and we'll send this out to all of the people who like your page and their friends. Right. And so I'm careful about how much I boost and I watch my marketing budget, but really that you're you're wanting to gather people. That's why I was shocked when I was sending out what I thought were good marketing and promotional Facebook ads and they didn't work at all. And to the point I didn't even want to believe it. Then when I wrote an ad that I thought was so fluffy and almost ridiculous and people go crazy and start getting on my page and start showing up. And so I wrote one for my client 
and then it worked like that for her too. I mean, Sandy knows what she's talking about. So um, it really did work. So I understand the psychology behind it. Okay. But So don't stop doing that one because that one works really, really well also. Right. It's just that it requires my time. So with everything that took place, I skipped it last week because I'm not getting to it. Mm-hmm. Um so when you post, you know, a quote and you're sending them to a page, you don't really need to do reading. You don't need because here when I do the reading, I need to look at the books and do the interpretation and write it down, and and I mm-hmm. can save it for later if the same cards are coming up or all that. But it just it does take time. So you know, it's yeah. Tough. I mean, that's something you may say. I had one client who had Mojo Mondays, and she did something like that on her business page only on Monday. Right. So you could do it once a week or do it, schedule yeah, it to do it certain times. Not more than once a week, but I didn't do no. it uh, last week. And, you know, something got to go, so what, what's going? So that's going now. And I think today with everything mm-hmm. not sleeping well and all that, my blog is going away t- tonight. I'm not going to stress myself to make it happen. So, you know, the priority is become like I got to take care of myself. And if well, yeah, was, and... I was so ready to go to sleep. I was so tired, and I was so happy that, yeah, I'm in bed, but the whole night, and still, even though... And then you weren't sleeping well. I I mean, you know, you see, there are all these moving pieces, and you can't do all of them at once. You'll make yourself crazy, and so you just, you find ones, you implement them, you get results, and you do them, and you do different things, because again, once you're able to afford help, somebody else can be doing these. I have clients who hire social media managers and do it. It does it all for them and things like that. So you do different things that work. You're still looking at what can I automate? What do I need to do all the time? And then I want to streamline all this, which that your first step is we we're streamlining your calendar for next year, because then you will always know, what it is you're doing and what you're promoting and what you're talking about, and then you don't have to go create a ton of other things. And so it's like, well, is is building your Facebook page a priority right now, and do you have some money to do that in your marketing budget, or do you generate money? Like last time I was with Sandy, um, I flew out to her offices, like now it was last month, and um, – she said, create a product and sell it and use all the money from that one product back into your marketing budget. So then you're, you're creating new money. So the more you start getting a marketing budget down the line and all of that, you, you fund it. But right now, that's not your top priority. But you oh. want to understand little things you can do. I mean, you could do a Facebook likes ad and run it for a few days. And if you find one that really works, I mean, a good time to run things like that is over the holidays because people are sitting on their computer on Facebook more and they're off work more and they're up later at night. Yeah. Um, well, I'm, I'm still in the place of uh, trying to do it through people and their engagement and get more like that. And I noticed that yeah. when I was uh, doing a lot of uh, posts, I did get more. 
But back then I also promised uh, uh, a giveaway, and then I've learned that I can't do that. So maybe that was also a part of I'm not promising this anymore so people are not engaging. Um, yeah, because you can't generate leads. Right. Yeah. Yeah, they really started cracking down on that. I don't know how long that's been, but definitely. So did you, could you take a screenshot of your ad? Um, let me see. It's on my computer. So on your keyboard, you have the, um, on the left bottom, you have the control, and do you have next to it a button that says FN? I have control, and then I have what? FN? Yeah. So when you press, you should press on the FN, and the there's another button on the um, top right where it says home, and below that it says print screen. Top right, the fourth from the right should be where all the numbers are above the the the. Uh-huh. So you do the FN and the print screen, and then it takes a snapshot of your screen. All right, let me pull this up here. No, it didn't work. I just don't know from there how you can bring it into a... You need to bring it into an email. You can reply to my email, and that's how it's going to work. You can paste it in an email. Yeah. The Facebook message wouldn't work. You would need a a JPEG. Okay. All right, my computer's spinning right now. Let me. I'm trying to figure out how to take a screenshot a screenshot of this like it goes into my ads manager um Okay so FN FN and the home or print P, P 
C R T S C. It's the Prince Queen. You see it? On a Mac? Oh, you're on a Mac? Yeah. Um, on a Mac, I think it's Command and do you have print screen on the top right? No. I I don't remember how it is on a Mac. My husband has, but I I hear he's on the phone. Let me say. I think it'll tell me. I'm looking it up. Just everything's running slow because I have so much open. Okay. It's you know what? Fan. You can take it with your phone and send me on Facebook through your phone. Just oh, okay. <laughs> a picture of a screen with your phone. Let me see if this works real quick. All right, let's see if this works. On Facebook? Where should I look for it? In my email or in Facebook? Uh, look on Facebook. Let me see. Oh, it said it took a picture. So you took it with your phone? No, I took it with my computer. With my phone, I'll have to pull up Facebook and get into the ad manager and all of that. Okay. So, if it's so 
Let me see. Let me see if my husband, if I can real quick, if he's not on the phone, I can ask him, how do you do it with the Mac? How do you take a snapshot of the screen on a Mac? Yeah. Command four, and then where does it go? Shift, shift, command four. And then you choose the, the what? How do you call it? You choose the, the frame, from where you okay. go. You click from the outside edge, and then you choose the, whatever you want it to. To do okay, so and command it to your desktop. So Shift Command Four. Okay. And then you sort of highlight the zone, and then it creates a, a JPEG into your desktop. Oh, okay. It worked. I think so. Let's see. Okay. See, it's easy once, once, you, once know. you know. I knew it's pretty easy. I just, I don't do screenshots. Oh, you don't? I do a lot. <laughs> oh, do you? I do. No, I, I, don't use them, I don't use them on my phone either. Oh. Okay. I think I have it, and then you'll be able to see it. Right. So... Can I ask you an, an next question, or are you still content? Yeah. Okay. So I want to go back. We said that uh, in terms of doTERRA, what, um, do you have clients that are multi-level? Yeah, you have this Miriam, right? So you helped her. Mm -hmm. um, in terms of, like, not a program, or, you know, if I want to do a, a webinar or a Google... Uh, hangout or whatever the format is. Um, not, I am looking at the calendar, but it's not so much the calendar. It's more like how how can I? Uh, what's the question I want to ask? Like I have this strong desire to educate, and there are so many different angles to to come to oils and to reducing toxicity and and taking care of ourselves and all that. But in terms of specifically doTERRA and expose people, I mean, besides the Facebook class that I will run a few times a year and the downlines would run, in a way, how mm -hmm. how else? Like, to my mind, okay, so I schedule a class. I do a, like an intro class like I do at home. Just need to work a little different on online. And then from there, I can either book them with, um, I can send them to a page or book book uh, to talk to them and then help them to set up an account and support them from there. So it can be, I can bring my little team to the call. I can have, let's say, the one in the UK do a segment and I do a segment. It doesn't have all of it to be me or it can be a person that is me. Um, but... <laughs> 
of an overview of what I'm doing with the emotions and all that well-being. Well, yeah, so it'd be kind of, because you're leading with that and that's your business, um, whatever you're doing offline, like what you're doing in your home or when y'all are going out, you kind of replicate that online. And emotions and the oils is something that a lot of people want to know about. So if you were to do, you could do this both live and online, you would be giving them a little education about the oils and emotions and all of that that would then lead them to doTERRA it would lead them to the five-week course is that what you're saying what kind of webinar yeah like what to focus on and how to lead them and in a way now you just said it lead them to the program so that can be another funnel to lead people to right the you see how once you know what it is you're selling and what you want to send people to, then everything you do is about sending people there. So that's an online way to do something for free and send people to your your sending you're wanting to get them into that five week course. You want to have a purpose for everything you do because everything you do is marketing and it's taking your time. Right. And so you want to have a purpose for everything you give away for free and make sure that it's generating income. Exactly. Um, we talked about, we, we sort of tried to do it in the beginning, but I wasn't ready for it that they can get the program for free. Right, so so if they enroll in a certain package or something like that, they can get it as a bonus and they don't need to pay for then it. Then that's a bonus, right. Then the class is a bonus at some whatever level you set. Uh, so that would be another way. That gives another option for people who are serious to come in at a certain level. Then they get the program. And then how, what that does is then they can be telling other people about it. So I can see where because you're going to have word of mouth and you're going to have this generated and things like that, that you can be, when you're offering these free online like you're talking about, and it can be you, it can be other partners and all of that, you are sending people and you're having your people send people and then you're getting them to come into your class. The program you mean? into yeah into your yeah. program and so it starts becoming where people you have a lot of different things pointing people to your program so how do i i mean there are always so many options to funnel to to call for action at the end of a webinar like this so let's say i you know i choose a few oils and i talk about them and it's kind of like I, I need to make sure, again, that I'm not giving the same information like I'm giving in my uh, introduction, not introduction, right. but the session of the program, maybe to talk about right. a little different things there. You remember that you start out, when you're doing that, you start out, you're wanting to tell them about emotions and why it's important and about using your tools and and more than more than giving away what you're going to teach in the class, so you may just focus on one actual oil and emotion but you talk about when you're doing free things like that 
you're telling your story, you're telling client story, you're giving them a few pieces of information that they can take forward, and then you're inviting them to go further with the class. What do you think the call for action? I mean, I don't want it to be always about the class because I'm going to have the class three times a year, and in a way, um, and then I, do, I don't want to put so much into the marketing of this introduction call, right? Because then it becomes like so much marketing, right? Mm -hmm. We built already the, you know, it can be between the 21-day challenge to the five days um, of essential oils class. So I can do a call like this. Um, yeah, so you kind of decide. I mean, the first few years I did one free teleclass, which are now webinars. Um, I did one a quarter. And so one once a year, my call to action was, if this interests you, you know you need this, you want to talk more about it, get on a discovery session, a free consultation with me. And then another time I was selling them into something so your call to action, depending on when you schedule it, now you know your whole marketing calendar. So you can do ones that just have them connect more with you, or you can create a free gift for them that they go get the free gift and get on a call with you or something. You either want to get them on a call with you, a free consultation, or you want to get them on your list or you want to get them into something you're selling. Okay. So what would other what are other things you want them to do if you were to do something online and you don't want to send them to the class? I mean, I agree that there are times because you're getting out there with all of this where you want to just show up and be an expert and give valuable content. So that may be then you just you say, um, you know, I've opened up my calendar this month and I've got room for 10 free discovery sessions or complimentary consultations. Get one of those or whatever it is. Well, I'm kind of saying you can apply for because I, mm -hmm. I, I get people that are already with doTERRA and what I did in the program right now, I said everybody's getting this consultation because I wanted them to get like an experience. And if they give me testimonials, they're really good. And they, they, I felt them and they felt me. And I said also in the program that in the future, people need to apply. And why, why do they need to apply? Because if they're already using oils with a different company, I'm not interested giving my time like this. They can get a consultation about oils with me, but they, can, they need to pay for it. So if they're already with doTERRA and they want my advice, they need to pay my advice. But if it's a potential, if they don't yes. know the and they maybe will sign up through me, then I'll give it to them for free. So that's, so that's good to have that distinction. Yeah, I see that where have everyone apply. Say I I give 10 of these a month and have a, have an application because I do that. I have people apply and I say I give 10 a month and so have people apply because then if you decide they're not getting one, you can still contact them in other ways and they're on your list. Because I agree, if they're already in doTERRA or they're using a different company, then maybe you make them a special offer for something where they're paying. 
for a consultation. I see that you already are with a company, and then and then you make them a different offer, but you still get their information. So yeah, start an application process. Yes, I have it. That's it's already yeah there. And I actually got a a client. I need to send her because I did a special deal for her. Remember when we did the three packages, I did a kind of downsize package for people that can't afford uh, healing and mm-hmm. the big changes. And I said, okay, so you pay me 110 a month, and I consult you with the oils. And then you get the oils, and you need to do a minimum of, of oils. So she is already in doTERRA. And I said, wow, I need to create a package for people that are already in doTERRA because the reason I gave the 110 per month was because I'm getting the residual from doTERRA, so I made it more affordable for them. But if I'm not getting a residual through them, then it's not mm-hmm. going to be So I gave her a price of 160 and she can do whatever she wants with her doTERRA. And I also thought that it would be good for people that maybe are signing up through me, but they can't commit to place the 150-point value order every month. So I thought yeah. 160, but I thought to do it 180 for others. I just See, I uh, think that's good because now you're going to have your foundation and you know what you're doing all the time, so then you can get creative with these other things because that's another good thing for you to have as an offer if people are already in doTERRA. And and what how could they benefit from you? And the more you're out there with this course and people hear about it in the five-day class, you're going to become, what you want to become is the expert on emotions and the oils. And then people will start seeking you out and referring. And then you have these different ways people can step in then. And so that's really what you're building all of next year, starting now all of next year and so, yeah, you want to have an offer because I might have already signed up for doTERRA or whatever it is, but I'm really interested in the emotions and the oils, and I want you to help me or teach me something. Yes. Good. good. So then you can start adding those things and you and see if you have that list and people apply, you could have – Okay, when the applications come in, oh, this is someone I'm going to talk to. They're not, they don't do oils yet. And so, okay, they get the free consultation. And then you get one that comes in, oh, well, these, they're going to get a special offer. And, and then you can start, you know, doing those. And you, but you're getting constant leads that you can serve in some way, and you're getting information about them. And then you can decide how to approach them next you could say i could still help you and here's a way i could help you yes and then and then i'm creating a lot of relationships with uh, uh sidelines that are becoming really good relationships so i think the next program there will be i wanted to put a, a video that explains what my um vision is not so much vision but how they can benefit Two from enrolling people into the five weeks. So I yes, to- because you're going to start getting that buzz and you're going to play off all of the doTERRA people and people referring and building that network because you're going to say, this is what I'm an expert at and here's my specialty. And then 
people will start seeking that out and it can all feed off each other and you've got your plan. So now you would never have to say, yeah, I don't know when I'm doing that again. You're like, here, let's enroll you in the five-week course. So you can't do that with that one. Well, here's my next one. And you, you can move people right away where they need to go next. Yeah, and these ones, they don't have to show up live. You know? Yeah. They can download the recording and do it in their own time. And I give them sort of lifetime access to the community. So they can have yes. things. And when I run the next one, they're there and they can get support and all that. See, that's what I do, and it works really well. So, yeah, you let them in the community. They have the information. They can they can interact as they're going. And then you have them there in that community for when you're going to offer them next things or you're going to feed them or any of that. And then and it's recorded. And then you have those live Q&A going on that builds the value. Yeah, so before we're wrapping it up, do you have like a strategy when you post quotes and stuff on Facebook? Do you plan it or it's kind of like you go with your gut and whatever you feel like doing the next day you're you're doing? I mean, how do you... Yeah, I don't plan it and I have been taught, you know, people who schedule ahead or even systems and those never work for anywhere. People sit down and plan it out. Of course, you now that you know what you're doing all of next year, you'll know what times a year you want to be talking about certain things. Plus, you know you want to be focusing a lot on building that expertise as your the emotions and the oils. I really, I'm just, as I'm living my life, so first thing in the morning I get up, one of my first things once I get on my computer is to get myself awake and going. I open all my email, and I'm subscribed to all kinds of cool stuff. So as I'm reading and feeding myself, I just start sharing. So you see every morning mm. I'll do a series of posts, and you then... them one after when, the other? You just shoot them like that? I do, and it, it has to be consistent. So someone else, we were talking about this the other day, that... When I get up in the morning, I send like a thread of posts and my community really likes it. And I'll see people that are reading all of them, liking, commenting, and sharing. But people know that I'm going to do that every day and I'm not going to bombard them all day long. So it's like you find what works for you. I use Facebook like I'm living my life if we really were around each other. So if I think of something or something happens with a client or I see something, I jump on. But what works best for me is in the morning to get in there and, and you get a feel from your community too. So I do. You'll see every day. And right now, one of the things I've been doing is I discovered on Facebook this app that's on Facebook. I don't know if you've seen it that says on this day. Mm-hmm. And it will go back every year you've been on Facebook and show you everything you posted on that day. So I can scroll through and it'll show me how many likes, comments, and shares. So like today, when I was scrolling through, I saw this one image that got like 54 shares three years ago. So I recycle that. And so I'll pull things that got a lot of engagement before and it gives me content. The other thing I do is whatever I've blogged about that week, if you're blogging, regularly i always share my blog all week long i share quotes from my blog and then i always a little strategy here the blog huh? it is because you're like you know bringing it forth 
through the posts. Yeah, the, yeah. I, I do. Every time I write a blog, then I have that link. I share it all week long, and I say this week's article, and then I tell them why they want to read it, and then I'll, I'll mention it on and off all week. You have it all week, and then I'll open the article, and I'll post, some quotes out of the article because those are all your original quotes. So one strategy I do when I can't think of anything to say is I'll open one of my old blog posts and I'll pull some quotes from it. And I also share my old blog posts and, and send people back to them. And then I also share my newsletter online every week, my blog and my newsletter. Right. So these two are pretty strategic. So those are strategic and they're and they're consistent. Um, okay, okay. So so we have one more session, right? Yes, we do. And I I don't think I will continue straight ahead just because uh, mainly because the money hasn't shown up as I thought it would. I know it's on the way. Yeah. But I wanted to know what, and maybe what you will tell me today or next time is not going to be relevant for when I'm ready, so you have the option to do that. I just, I was wondering, because I was looking at the pace that we were going and how much is going on for me, and I think that for me once a month would be like ideal, because our goal was to do every two weeks and with all the traveling and mm-hmm. all that, and get to it, and then there is so much to implement that's coming up from one session like this that I, I need the time to, you know, put it in motion and then be ready for the next session. So do you have something where you can customize something that is once a month ongoing thing? How? Yeah, because I have, once you're my client and you come in in any kind of structure, then after that I see because by then we know how do you work, what do you like, and all of that. And so I do have some clients that continue. Like I have a client that's been working with me now. She did a six-month, and then now it's been two years at the end of this year. And now we just meet once a month. And so I I have that option, and that's something that you could do. And so you're talking about maybe coming into that later sometime next year yeah because it's been it's been really good i mean i've i'm on top of things and i've i've put together a lot of things into place and it's almost like we addressed the the foundation we started with the overwhelm i it's not like i'm totally free of it but i'm i'm very aware and i shortened my my blog post so i'm i'm right i'm learning how to write less and that's why I wanted the strategy here with the calendar so I'm not overwhelmed, they're not overwhelmed, everything is like happening. And it, it, There's a lot of, of trust in this too in not going into overwhelm that everything will unfold and I'll do in a given day what I'm supposed to do in a given day. And I do a lot in a given day. So, mm-hmm. um, so it's it's been really good. Yeah, and I think you've mapped out now for for next year and so you can get started implementing that and then if you decide okay we're going to do some 
coaching together. I want to get back in and do that. I do. I custom things for people once they've been my client, and I do have some clients, uh, one right now that I meet with for a long time, once a month. And so, and then some come in and just renew another six months or whatever it is. So it's good that that you're looking at, okay, I think that would actually work. If I touched base once a month, we look at the results, and then we go from there. Then you could have that kind of as your plan so do you next have year. pricing for that, or you want to tell me next time? Yeah, I'll get that together for you and do that. Okay, yeah. Cause it, I'm and, not... then, and then I'll send it to you, and then we can talk about it. Yeah, it, I mean, it's not going to be in January. And, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I, I don't know what to say. I mean, we started last year, I think, in March. So maybe we, we really need to see how things play out. But if you if you tell me how much you will charge me, then I would know to kind of put it out there and, and see. How you could plan, yeah, and then see what money starts coming in. Yeah. Okay, well, I'll write that up for you, and then we have one more call. When right. do you want to do that call? I want to do it in the first week of January, I think. Okay, I'm getting my calendar up here. Yeah, we have two more weeks, so it's kind of like New Year's and Christmas in the middle. Yeah, so that week of January 4th through the 8th? Yeah. Okay, the 4th through the 7th, I'm pretty open. I don't have a lot scheduled yet. Okay, I'm looking at 6th, January 6th, it's Wednesday. Um, 11. How is, how is 11 my time on the 6th? So that'd be 1 my time? I can do that. 2 hours ahead, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, so January 6th at 11 your time. Okay, great. Okay. Awesome. So have a happy holiday. Okay, you too. Yeah, now you kind of got your focus and and looking at what you're going to roll out so you'll know what you're going to do from now through the first of the year, and then I will talk to you right after the holidays. Yes, thank you so much, Michelle. Okay, you have a great day. Okay, thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.